Hey, everybody, before we get into the show, we have a major earth-shattering massive announcement. Nikki? Yes, it is that time again, Pete Wright. Our monthly planning membership is open for enrollment. GPS stands for Guided Planning Sessions, if you don't know already. We've worked really hard here at Take Control ADHD to provide you with a service that not only gives you ideas and strategies on how to plan your day and your week, but it also provides time and space for you to do the work and not just by yourself, but with others who understand and support you. We meet every Monday and Thursday, and there are three different sessions for each day that you're invited to attend. We are dedicated to making this membership to be one that is transformative in the way you think about planning and taking control of your time and schedule. There are so many benefits to the GPS membership, so please be sure to visit our website at takecontroladhd.com slash GPS. Enrollment is open now through May 8th. Thank you for your time and attention, and I hope to see you soon. On with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Taking Control, the ADHD podcast on Rashpixel.fm. I'm Pete Wright, and right over there is Nikki Kinzer. Hello, everyone. Hello, Pete Wright. Are you feeling good? Feeling great. It's uh, it, it For us uh, right now, as we record this, I, are we officially in the dog days of summer? Is that what this is now? I feel like we're here. What are the dog days of summer? Well, I've heard that expression, but I'm yeah. not really sure what it means. I think it's the end of summer when you realize I've done all the stuff that I, uh, that I really wanted to do, and now all that's left is heat and the things I don't want to do. And you just <laughs> are sort of always tired and exhausted, and the kids are bored and are ready to go. I'm on Facebook the other day, and and uh, you know, friends in Arizona are already their kids are right. back in school right. now. We've we've hit that that you know where, that that period. Some people where, are back, right? Yeah, people mm-hmm. have moved on with their lives, and I'm starting to get a little jealous. Um, but but that is that leads us to our topic today, which is that one last project. Get that one project done before summer ends. It feels like the constraints around the dog days of summer for me, at least. <laughs> this is a great uh, a great r- reminder because uh, goodness, it's been a steamer the last week or so here. It has. Oh. Yeah. Do you guys have a lot of smoke up in Portland? Yeah. 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 We, we are getting a lot of smoke too. So what would be a nice sunny, you know, blue sky day is a really nice muggy smoggy looking day yeah right it's it's gross and (laughs) hot and just dirty you always feel kind of greasy you know Mm -hmm. the end of the day you sweat and you've got smoke and there's all grit all over yeah yeah Yeah. we're really disgusting people is what we're trying to say we're just horrible (laughs) disgusting people in the northwest right this time of year don't come here it's not any fun it's not real pretty right now no no uh before we jump into our our get one project done before summer ends talk Head over to TakeControlADHD.com, get to know us a little bit better. Uh, We'd love to have you listen to the show right there on the website. You can subscribe to the mailing list and make sure that you don't miss a single episode. Or uh, you can find us in your favorite podcast app of choice. Connect with us on Twitter or Facebook at TakeControlADHD and call us. Leave us a voicemail at 503-664-4ADD to get your thoughts on this show. Uh, And, of course, uh, five-star reviews in iTunes uh, and Apple Podcasts and and any podcast app with a directory, frankly. Those recommendations really help uh, surface this podcast for others uh, who are looking for support with their own ADHD. So you're paying it forward by dropping us a kind review. We sure, sure appreciate it. Uh, And, and, you know, we've been getting uh, some great reviews in iTunes, and you can tell people are hearing that because... There, there's just writing very short little, uh, essentially thumbs up notes in iTunes. Just five stars. Keep on keeping on. 
five stars. <laughs> You're doing great. Like, it's really nice. Thank and you. It, every time I see that, I, I just that smile so big. It's great. So we really ah, appreciate that. It's great. Um, we, we have a little bit of follow-up, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, on the transition uh, topic. Uh, so this was a, a uh, an email that came in from uh, Melissa. We sure appreciate you writing us, Melissa. And, and, and you said some really nice things. And I, as much as I really want to read just you saying nice things, I'm going to get <laughs> right to your question. Uh, you tell us about your son. Your son is about to enter first grade at the end of the month. Yesterday, I found out that the school my son attended last year has denied him attending this year. The school was not his original designated school based on where we live. I had had to request transfer to coincide with his before and aftercare. So now I feel as though I'm in a free fall scramble to get our affairs in order before school starts in three weeks. My biggest dilemma is how to help my ADHD, he's also on the autism spectrum, son positively transition to this new experience when I break the news to him that he will be he will not be moving into first grade with the friends that he made in kindergarten or the friends he's made over the last three years at his current before or aftercare. I'm afraid if I do not approach this appropriately, that we will have lost all of the ground we have gained in working on his ADHD and the positive behaviors we have begun to cultivate. I would love to know if you have any tips or tricks for a positive transition for self and families, especially when it is an unforeseen and unwelcome transition. Where would you like to start unpacking this one? Before we actually hit the record button, uh, you and I had a little bit of a conversation around this, and I definitely want you to share with the audience and and with uh, Melissa what you had to say. Um, But one of the things when you were reading it, and I was listening to you read it, that kind of popped out is is she said, I'm afraid if I do not approach this appropriately, that we will have lost all of the ground. And as a coach, um, those that's a limiting belief that I want to uh, bring to her attention that the fear is very valid. Um, and, um, you know, definitely understand where that's coming from, especially under the circumstances that she's, that she's in, um, with her son. But I just want, I I would want her to be aware of that and just know that not everything's going to be lost. Um, and that he is still young and, um, that there's still a lot of hope. So I just want her to, to see that it's, it's not all or nothing. Um, and then I'd like you to share kind of what your what your thoughts were too. Definitely, I want to preface this by saying we don't we don't generally work with with kids. And, right, we and don't. It, right, that's not a not a thing we're we're accustomed to doing. So I think you know at, at a, a minimum, if this is something that you you're really struggling with with sort of a barrier, you're kind of feeling like you have to cross that that um, you know working with a professional uh, a, a therapist who actually works with kids is is definitely your best bet. Your best bet right? Absolutely, I mean, especially but, with them being on the autism yeah. um, spectrum as well, right? Um, I, you know, I just had this observation and, and I just finished a project on, on that I, I may have mentioned on the show about a, a delightful young man named Rory and his journey. Uh, he's uh, living with Down syndrome and autism and and uh, has faced a lot of these struggles. And, and he was he was he's nonverbal, uh, pretty severely compromised there, but an enormous amount of charisma and love. And uh, and as a kid, um, he, you know, I think the the thing that I learned from his family is that kids are super resilient, even when they are on the autism spectrum and living with Downs, that the the rage and frustration and fear that comes in with changing a, a um, changing environments like this, it, it may be uh, sort of exacerbated and, and magnified by, you know, his behavioral conditions and, and psychosocial conditions. But 
it tends to be fairly short because kids are resilient. And in, in the case of, of this young man, Rory, has, he's made a number of transitions and has been able to get over it. It was hard. Those, those days, the early days were hard, but eventually uh, he got over it and moved through it. And you realize, you learn, if you're, if you're willing and open to it, you learn that, in fact, all of the great work that you did in the last three years actually is what is going to help you make this transition. And it's going to feel like, oh my gosh, I'm losing ground. But really what you're doing is you're facing a new transition uh, equipped with the training and development that you've done as a family to face exactly this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. This is why you do this, is to run into these, these situations head on and face them without fear and face them knowing that you've done everything you can so far. You're going to learn some lessons. It's going to be hard. And that's okay because you'll be a different person on the other side of it and your family will be different on the other side of it, having learned to go through this transition to prepare you for the next one because there's because there always be going to one. be a next one. Right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Very well said. So I, I would love to, if it's okay, I'd love to share uh, in the show notes a, a link to this video that I did uh, on uh, yes, Rory. Yes, it was and, a great video. I loved it. Thank Very you. Good. Very it, inspiring. It, well, it delights me. This kid, I just see the smile on his face, just delights me. And so I, I'll put this in the show notes and, and post on Facebook. And if you're interested as a supplemental, it's it's pretty short. It's about 15 minutes. So um, I, I hope, Melissa, that it can show you that, you know, here's a kid who's actually making the transition from middle school to high school for the very first time and and the kind the team that came to support him to make that transition it's it's pretty cool mm -hmm. pretty cool so mm -hmm. uh, well anyway. and one thing i would just would want to uh directly say to melissa too again from the adhd coach perspective is to make sure that she's taking care of herself and her adhd and um getting you know the support and structures that she needs you know uh just for daily um living or whatever it is that she's you know that she might be struggling with with that transition getting prepared back to school um whatever that might be but that she's reaching out and getting that support for herself too and being able to to um look at it from that point of view and making sure that you know she's totally taken care of. well and and i didn't read uh, some of her backstory around yeah you mentioned she has adhd too like her experience was very similar to my own so i feel right. like i have a, a real personal connection there that yeah. that that experience is it is hard and i to your point man if you can't it, it's like you're on an airplane you know they always tell you to put your airbag on before you put the your kids airbag on mm -hmm. you got to take care of yourself in order to be take, able to take care of others so that's right i love that message thank you Good. Um, okay. Well, thank you so much, Melissa, for writing in. I appreciate you taking the time and and that you care about our opinion. That's yeah. so nice. <laughs> so sweet. Yes. <laughs> Honored. Yes. Um, okay. So here we are. We're talking about plot project planning for that one, one project, project before, plan. <laughs> one project plan for the one thing you're going to do before summer ends. Where did this come from? Well, it actually, it, 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 it's a it's a twofold inspiration. It feels very specific to me. It you feels think? like you have an agenda. You think? <laughs> yeah, I have an agenda. That's for sure. So the first um, fold of this inspirational topic came from a conversation that I had with a client recently, and um, you know they were they were struggling. They had a lot of things to do on their to do list, and um, she felt like she was wasting a lot of time when she had downtime. She didn't feel like she was utilizing it well, and and uh, not getting anything done. So here I have so much to do, but I'm wasting time and I'm not getting anything done. And and this sounded very familiar to me. 
Yeah. <laughs> um, Has she climbed into the ho-hos and corn chips yet? Because that's where I go. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a whole nother topic. Um, I haven't had a ho-ho <laughs> since like high school. Oh. That is so funny. Do they even still sell ho-hos? Are you kidding? It's in the peat aisle at the grocery store. <laughs> that is hilarious. Just ho-hos and Juanitas. If you know what a Juanita is, you know it's the single best corn chip in on the planet. Well, that's true. I've had that recently because that's <laughs> yes, those yes. are yeah that's real those are really good but there yeah ho-hos go. that's funny Pete okay <laughs> <laughs> moving on because that really threw me for a loop uh <laughs> So I I have a couple of home projects that I wanted to get done because the summer is a little bit more of a slow time for for me and my business. I don't tend to work as much um, on side projects. I I typically in my summer is just clients and I I just leave it at that. So I have a little bit of extra time to get some home things done. And I kind of feel like this woman. It's like, well, when I do have the extra time, I'm just wasting it, you know, playing games and you know, just not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So part of it was inspiring her, but also inspiring myself. And I'm taking my own advice by just picking one thing and not trying to get everything done, but just choosing one. So that's really where the the inspiration came from is how do you, how do you choose just one project and uh, make sure it gets done by the end of the summer? And the end of the summer just felt like a good deadline to me. You know, oh yeah, uh, well it's an, it's a non-arbitrary kind of a, a transition. Yeah, yeah, it, it 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 doesn't feel made up, right? Like you know how sometimes you make deadlines and sometimes that just doesn't work because you know it's not really a real deadline. Absolutely. Uh, but this really does feel like a real deadline because my students that I coach are going to be coming back in August and September, and so my schedule is going to start getting uh, built up again, and so it really is truly a deadline. Um, but I think for other people too, you know, they might be they may have a, an extra day or two of vacation that they can use. It's the weather's nice. It's more daylight. Um, it is before school starts. It just feels like a good time right now to focus on one thing, but the key is focusing on one thing. There you right. go. There yeah. you go. That's the ADHD lesson. <laughs> yes. So, you know, look at your projects. What is it that would, um, mean the most to you? And I think that when we try, I, I guess going back a little bit of why we want to just pick one thing is when we try to do more than one, the multitasking definitely leads to unfinished projects. And then that's just more frustrating because then you have a lot of unfinished stuff that you have Truly. to do. So um, choose something that is really important enough that it matters to you to get it done. Like it has to really mean something. Um, pick something that you're not going to feel guilty about with other projects. And what I mean by that is you don't want it to compete with something else. Like you've got to choose that one that it doesn't matter if you have this other thing you have to do. This one is still most important. And um and really making it the priority and think and go into it thinking, okay, this is a start. There's a start to this and there's a finish to this. Um, and, and you're on that journey, that mindset of I'm going to get this done. And, you know, it's hard for me to, to talk about that mindset. Um, because I, I don't mean to just say, oh, just do it. It's, it's not that simple. And I understand that, but it is shifting, I guess the determination of getting it done or mm -hmm. the drive, does that make sense? Like, you know, when you're at the point and Pete and I both have been at that point where, okay, enough is enough. I have to lose the weight. Yeah. 
And it's just like something shifts where it's just not a choice anymore. And that's kind of where I would want you to go with this project. Like you have to look at it that this just has to get done and I got to make it a priority. Does that make sense? You know, I think it's really hard because when we get to these dog days of summer, right, it's hard to find the hook. What is it that is going to help you make that transition from, oh my God, I know this is on my need to do someday list to, oh my God, I have to make a change in my life. I have to finish this thing before summer ends. You know, I have to finish this thing before my schedule change is going to be forced upon me. You know, I have to finish this thing before transition hits. And and I think that's that's really hard to do. For me, it comes down to something we talked about um, in the in our anytime we talk about project management, project planning, it comes down to figuring out the one smallest first step that you can take, breaking down the project into its smallest units, atomic units. You know, what is the one thing you can get done in five minutes on this project that will cause you to push the boulder down the hill a little bit. You know what I mean? Like yes. just get build up a little bit of momentum so you can start feeling that that iterative success, right? The thing that oh, you know what? This isn't as hard as I thought. I agree. I think uh starting small, like you're saying, like that smallest step is definitely going to help you break through and give you that hook. And what I'm going to talk about um in just a second is for me it's the intentional planning of it. Right. And being really intentional about when I'm going to do it and, and following through. So there's got to be a little bit of accountability there probably to, to help, to help you. Um, especially if it's something that you don't really want to do, it, it definitely helps to know that somebody else is sort of, um, helping you get through that right, so you're not right. by yourself. Right. But yeah, I think, I think you're right. I mean, I think you can't, I think everybody, that's listening has to kind of find what that hook is. Like, how are you going to do it? Because um, otherwise it will just still, you know, be undone. Yeah. And for me, I mean, it's the, okay, it's my bursitis in my heels, right? <laughs> like, right. oh, I'm, I know that I have had too many of the ho-hos and the Juanitas <laughs> because my, my joints hurt. And that is a sign that I have to, I have to fix something. Yeah. And so it's really easy for me to hit that point of I'm going to change things in my life because I am physically impacted when it's something like, you know, I need to Organizing get the garage. The garage. Yeah. <laughs> it's oh, very different. Oh, how, how is that possible that we would both be thinking about that? I don't know. How is that possible? Anyway, I don't know. How it's go possible. ahead. But no, but that's a good distinction is that of course, you know, your health and, and like we said, organizing the garage are two different things. And, and the, the mind shift is probably going to be different, but you still do have to have that hook. And I think you have a really good point of, of what's going to get you to move forward. And I think what's really great about this mm-hmm. is, is if, if you can complete this, like if you get it done, then you're going to feel that success. And that is going to lead to more, um, success that so you're, you're you're going to catch that momentum and want to keep going. It's going to increase your self confidence and and uh, and squash that limiting belief that you think that you can't get things done. Like you can look, I did it, I got this done. So yeah. there's a lot of benefits of 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 this too. You know, um, from completing it. I love that, and I love the feeling that comes with it, with it. It's that spark, and and you know what what strikes me as we're talking about this. Uh, one of the nice outcomes of breaking down the work into the um, the smallest atomic unit and and achieving something, anything, even if it's to the you know untrained eye, a, a thing that is inconsequential. The benefit is you're building up your stamina for the project that you don't want to do. And the next time you tackle something, because you felt that success, you're not going to devote five minutes to it. You might devote eight. You might devote 10. Every time you attack this project, it'll be something that you have a little bit more momentum and stamina to take on. 
Okay. So what, what's the challenge here then, right? How are you going to do this? You got to choose your project. Yeah. Now, is this something like, is this a toleration kind of project when you're thinking about this? Is this something that's on your list that you, you know, you don't want to do, or how are you, how are you defining it? I don't, I, I think it's whatever, um, however it resonates to the listener, however it resonates to you or to me, it, it's, there's no right or wrong project to choose. So I think it could be a toleration. It could be a bigger organizing project. It could be a space that you want to have organized. Maybe it's your email. I just talked to some somebody um, yesterday about um, clearing up their inbox. And that that's their project that they want to do is they want to delete their inbox and, um, and manage that better and get it organized. And, and, you know, we spent the whole session talking about how to do that. So that's their project. So I think it can be anything really. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think, again, you, you, you pick something that matters to you. You pick something that has, that, that hopefully will have the most impact on you and maybe other people that you live with. Um, you know, you, as far as like helping you decide what that project is, you know, are there real deadlines approaching is always an easy way to prioritize. Um, and that's really my first go-to is, you know, do you have a real deadline? Um, what do you have time to do? You want to think about that when you're choosing your project. You know, if you only have a couple of weeks until your schedule changes or until your kids go back to school or, um, you know, that real deadline is only a couple of weeks, you, you got to figure out what, what do you really have time to do? What do you want to do? Um, those are kind of the things that you want to, want to start thinking about. Um, and then once you have that project done, um, sit down, brainstorm your tasks and think about, you know, what are the those small steps that you can get uh, started right away and, and start really feeling that accomplishment um, and success like you were talking about. What, how do you do it? Like what is your, your literal project, like your, 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 the tools that you employ when you're doing this kind of a thing? You want to walk through that briefly? Yeah, that's a great idea. You know what I would do for me, um, you know, the garage got, got brought up and that is definitely a sore spot always has been in my house. Um, but it is because now that, you know, fall is going to be coming. I, I want our cars in the garage. And, um, I think for me, what I would do, see, it's kind of hard because I'm an expert at organizing. So I don't necessarily need to write down or brainstorm the tasks that I need to do because I kind of just do them. But if I didn't know how to organize that space, I I would probably just take a pad and paper, honestly, and just start thinking, okay, what do I want to do in this space? Like, what do I need to do to get this project done? Well, I've got to sort, I got to make sure I purge and get everything out of the garage. And then um, once all of that stuff is out, then I'm going to decide how I want to organize it and what I want to keep. And, um, I've been really thinking about kind of that minimalist approach, you know, like if I really don't need it, then I'm going to get rid of it. Like what, why, and why is it taking the space up? It's just making me mad, yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I, you know, I think I would just start writing down like my plan. How do I want to attack this? You know, mm-hmm. am I going to start in one, on one wall and go around the garage or how am I going to do that? So I think that's what I would do. Um, 
even, you know, I'm going to go back to the email project that I worked with um, yesterday. Uh, what we did is we just sat down and looked at, okay, well, how many emails does she have? What's her current system? Um, you know, what were the roadblocks that she had with deleting? And so we talked all that out. And so you can do this with a partner. You don't have to do it by yourself. But if you've got a project that has multiple tasks, get those down on paper so you have an idea of uh, what to do next. Yeah, right. I you know, I really, uh, that's where I start on these things because I, I find it so important for me to paint a picture of, of what the ideal outcome is. Do you know what yes. I mean? So if, if I can't sit down and in, uh, you know, I, I try to do it in a sentence, but a couple of sentences say, okay, I have this thing I need to do. I know I need to do it. I have a sense of what it is in my head. I'm going to write it out clearly what is the thing going to look like when it's finished? I want to organize my garage to the point that I can comfortably get the cars in and out and have uh, uh, you know enough space to walk around them when we get in and out of the cars. Uh, because that- have you been in my garage? <laughs> I'm honestly thinking about my own, although we do park our cars in the garage. That second part is very difficult. Our garage is is not huge. It's hard to get in and out and not hit like a lawnmower. Right, it's really hard. And so I, uh, you know, I it's it's one of those things that that outcome, painting the picture of that outcome, helps me build motivation because I'm remembering this is not just I want a clean garage because there's some somebody says I should have a clean garage. It's I want a clean garage specifically because it's going to change my life. And here's how. It's going to change the way I get in and out of my car. It's going to pr- help me protect this investment in my car uh, over uh, the the season when the weather is, is inclement. Like, this is how my life is going to change. And if I don't have that, sometimes it's tough to build that momentum, to push that boulder, yes. that, to give it that first push uh, off the mountain. I think you do need to have it. I agree. I mean, I think that's with anything. Um, you got to have that vision of what you're going for. Like, what is it that you want to accomplish and why do you want to accomplish yeah. it? Otherwise, it won't get done. I mean, it will keep, it, it will just stay being avoided. Like, you'll just keep avoiding it and avoiding it. So I, I agree. Yeah. I think that that's really an important step. Well, and the and the project management folks out there will, will know. I mean, this is a cost, schedule, and performance variable. And if you can state your paragraph in CSP, I want to uh, clean out my garage so that I can park the cars in the garage and have room to walk around the cars by a certain period, a, a certain time, say September 30th, uh, within a cost of how many hours and dollars you're willing to spend on this, then you're then you're really turning it into a project. And that's exactly. that's the official kind of, uh, you know, uh, put it in terms of CSP and you'll really see what your what your impact is going to be on your garage and what the garage impact will be on you. Do you have anything you. on the show that you could put in the show notes that has that like outline? Because that's a good little like kind of template for yeah you know i i uh, i certainly i can mock something up i i, I right. think we can put something together if it's not there as soon as the show goes out uh, it'll be there soon we'll post it on facebook too yeah, I think that's a great idea. Sure. Well, and then something that I mentioned earlier is the intentional planning. And that's, this is the kicker for me. Like if I want to get something done, I have to be intentional about it. Otherwise it just won't ever get done. Um, and, and that's, I think the last piece here, well, I guess it's the second to the last piece of being successful is, you know, really deciding what you're willing to commit to. Um, and, and then schedule it into your calendar and make them appointments, make, make that commitment. Don't let it compete with other things. Um, and gate the time, 
right? We've talked mm-hmm. about gating and uh, this is where it's really important that you gate that and that you um, don't look at it as a burden, but like this is a tool that you're using. You're gating this time so that you have it to, to get your project done. And that's a really positive thing. It's not negative. It's positive. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, to me, that that's what makes everything get done in my house is just being more intentional about it. Use that Otherwise, calendar. I forget. Yeah, totally. You forget. Totally. I mean, you know, you see things and you just keep seeing them. And then all of a sudden it reminds you, oh, that bugs me. And But if I don't actually plan to get it done, um, it doesn't get done. I, so, yeah, I love that. The intentional planning is definitely um, uh, something to think about. And then, again, we talked about how to be held accountable. And I think this is important for people that um, are having a hard time doing it on their own. There's no shame in asking somebody to help you or to check in with someone and say, hey, this this is something I'm working on. Do you mind um, being my partner with it? You know, in return, be their partner with something that they're struggling with. But it, it really helps to have that person checking in on you and, and maybe helping you if you need it. Um, but that accountability is, is really important Huge. as we've said many yeah, times. Right. Right. And a lot of different facets of life. Um, and then I would say, keep paying attention to this project because again, it's easy to forget. So have those reminders set up, um, you know, check your calendar every day, which I hope you're already doing. <laughs> so set, that you, set a reminder to check your calendar every day. Set your reminder what to check the calendar. Yep, That's yep. right. Um, have the notifications, you know, before you're going into your, your work session, whatever it is that you're working on, but just really keep paying attention to it. Keep it in front of you. Cause again, out of sight is out of mind. Um, for most of us. And so right. it's important that we keep that stuff in front of us and, uh, and then celebrate, you know, this is big. You, you accomplished a project by your deadline. And, uh, I would say celebrate along the way, you know, celebrate little milestones of getting started and getting halfway done and then, then finishing it. And really the reward isn't necessarily like a, a material thing. The reward is that you you finished it. You squashed a limiting belief. You squashed a toleration that's been bugging you. You're going to feel better. You're going to feel lighter. You're going to, you know, just have more joy. And that's what we're all striving for. So, um, you know, the, 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 uh, the reward is that, yeah, you know, it's yeah. just getting this stuff done and, and taking care of, of business, it's huge. <laughs> I guess. But yeah, so my challenge to everybody listening is to choose that project. Let us know what it is. Uh, if you want us to be your accountability partner, hey, put it on Facebook and we'll check in with you. Yeah, we'll check in with you. We'll <laughs> check in with you on the show. We'll shout out your name on the show. You know, there's nothing like that. I know, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, that's perfect. So, it's great. And then I just wanted to talk real briefly um, about uh, intentional planning is something that I talk a lot about in my time course. And so I want to encourage people, if you are looking um, for ways on how to organize your time with ADHD, with intentional planning, how to match that to-do list with your calendar, all of those things, um, please check out that online course. Uh, it is not a clever name. I, it is just organizing time with ADHD. <laughs> Therefore, you cannot miss it. (laughs) You can't miss it. Uh, But it's on the website and I have other courses to check out too. If your project happens to be organizing paper or organizing space, I recommend that you check those out as well. So 
That's my pitch for the day. I love it. <laughs> I'm going to go figure out what my project is for the rest of the summer. And it's going to start with editing this very podcast. How Yay! about that? Yes. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for downloading and listening to this show. We absolutely appreciate your time and attention. On behalf of Nikki Kinzer, I'm Pete Wright, and we'll catch you next week right here on Taking Control, the ADHD podcast. <laughs>